Welcome to Philosophy During the Coronavirus, a podcast focused on contemporary ethical issues from a philosophical perspective. I'm Mike Austin, Professor of Philosophy at Eastern Kentucky University. I've created this podcast for my students at EKU for use during the coronavirus pandemic, while we're unable to meet face-to-face in the classroom. My hope is that it will also be of interest to anyone who wants to look at contemporary ethical issues in a more philosophical way. While I've been interviewed on several podcasts, I've never done one myself. I expect there will be some bumps and lessons learned along the way. But time isn't on our side here, so I'll just learn as I go, and I appreciate your patience with me in that process. In this first episode, we're going to discuss just war theory. Prior to his election, Donald Trump made it clear that he was unfamiliar with, or maybe a little bit unconcerned with, the ethics of war. Trump argued that to defeat terrorists, for example, we must target their families. Regardless of your political party, this is troubling. I'm a registered independent, so I get to criticize everyone and enjoy it. But the president's lack of understanding about crucial moral issues surrounding war is no longer hypothetical. The targeted killing of an Iranian general in Iraq and the possible escalation of that conflict raised many important moral issues. Trump himself talked about striking back at Iran in a disproportionate manner. Fortunately, things did not escalate beyond an attack on bases in Iraq where U.S. soldiers were stationed. And now, of course, the attention of the world is on the novel coronavirus. Nevertheless, we will get through this pandemic, and the ethical issues related to war and peace will remain. All of this points to the question, when is it just to go to war? And when we do go into battle, another question arises. How should we carry out warfare, morally speaking? Just War Theory speaks to these issues. Just War Theory can be thought of not as a way to justify going to war after the fact, but rather it should be thought of as a way to provide a check on the human impulse to go to war. It's meant to restrain us, to help us find a nonviolent solution to conflict between nations. So the first criteria, first criterion or first standard of just war theory is that it must be conducted for a just cause. Nations have a right to self-defense, just like individuals on the theory. And so unprovoked aggression provides a just cause for declaring war. This is true for all nations. While it's not always easy to decide which side has the greater measure of justice, there are at least some clear cases. Seems like we can argue that the Allies in World War II fought for a just cause, right? trying to prevent uh, tyranny, genocide, and uh, defending vulnerable nations against a powerful aggressor uh, seems a clear case of a just cause. The second criterion of a just war is that it must be fought as a last resort. This means that all other options for resolving the conflict have been exhausted, so diplomatic sanctions, economic sanctions, um, discussions, all the, the tools of diplomacy, all the other ways that pressure can be brought to bear um, on one side or the other to resolve the conflict have been exhausted. This is obviously motivated by the fact that war is incredibly destructive. It, it maims and kills large numbers of human beings, uh, destroys infrastructure, wreaks havoc on the natural world. So if we're going to go to war, just war theory says it must be done as a last resort. Third, the war must be carried out, if it's a just war, with a right intention. This means that we're not controlled by emotion or a desire for revenge. It means there's a basic respect for moral principles. One 
good test of this is that there will be a just and stable outcome for all parties. That would be the goal that people would have in mind. Fourth, war must be conducted by a legitimate authority. In a democracy, this means there must be some sort of consensus of the people in support for the military policies that are being carried out. If a large majority, or even just a majority, of people within a democracy are opposed to a war, uh, that might be problematic on this theory. The fifth criterion is that there must be a proportional use of force. The amount of force used in the war must be proportional to the purpose of fighting the war. The idea here is that you want to use only as much force as is necessary to accomplish your just purposes in fighting a war. Again, you're trying to limit the amount of destruction, death, and injury that occurs. Related to that, the last criterion we'll discuss is that we must discriminate between combatants and the innocent during a just war. Innocent people must never be targeted. It doesn't mean that innocent people will not be injured or even killed in a war, but there must be measures taken to limit that as much as possible. And there is a difference between intentionally killing innocent people in warfare and foreseeing that it might happen while trying to avoid it. Again, this is difficult in theory and in practice, but if we're going to carry out warfare in a morally appropriate manner, innocent people must never be targeted. One challenge to just war theory comes from a view called pacifism. Uh, the more extreme pacifist thinks that all wars are immoral, that it's impossible for a war to be morally justified. They look at the death, the destruction, and they think there's no moral justification for this kind of behavior among human beings. Today, though, there's a position called contingent pacifism, uh, which, becomes, which has become more popular. They think that it's possible for a war to be justified, but that in practice they probably uh, never could be. This has to do with the fact that innocent people have the right to life and bodily security. Right? These rights must always be respected. Just because there's a war going on doesn't mean people forfeit or lose those rights. So if innocent people are killed in a war, the claim then is that that war is immoral. Now, given the way that wars are fought these days, innocent people will definitely be killed. And given that, all wars these days will be immoral. So there's this issue here that both the just war theorist and the pacifist agree. We should do all we can to avoid the deaths of innocent people. The pacifist argues there's no way to carry out a war that sufficiently protects the right to life and bodily security of the people caught in the crossfire. The just war theorist would say we can discriminate between combatants and the innocent. If we are taking sufficient measures to protect the lives and health of innocent people, knowing that sometimes people will be injured or killed, but if we are making a strong good faith effort, then that's sufficient cause to say that we are protecting their right to life and bodily security. So this is a key disagreement between the two. That's it for the first episode of Philosophy During the Coronavirus. I hope that this short micro-lecture on just war theory has been helpful. If you are interested in reading further on this, you can go to 1000wordphilosophy.com and search just war theory for a short introduction. I'll post the link to this article in the show notes. For my students, I apologize for the lack of dad jokes in the podcast. That's one way that this podcast is regrettably different from our face-to-face -face class. But I hope to see you all again soon. And to everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.